0: Welcome to the Batman-tasticast, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the greatest animated television series of all time, Batman the Animated Series. Our podcast offers a deep dive into each episode and a full series retrospective from two nerds who really like Batman. And seated across from me is a man can ask me any question and I'll never feel interrogated. Mike Staub. And across the table from me,
1: someone who I would give the cape off my back to, Mr. Oh, Jordan
0: Hugh. That was a sweet one. That was very nice. <laughs> Today we are here discussing a fiercely mediocre episode yes, of Batman the yes, Animated Series yes. called The Cape and Cowl Conspiracy. I think
1: I think fiercely mediocre is the right way to go about yes, it.
0: Yes, because it is like good at times, but at other times it is not. Yeah. It ends up being a pretty lukewarm episode. Yeah a little better than i remember.
1: And being that Mark Hamill is the voice of the Joker, a uh, Luke Skywalker <laughs> oh, warm I
0: just got that that really took me too long. Yeah, that's Very good. good. It's good. It's and um, it, we like to have fun here. Yeah, you, you know even <laughs> even before we get into initial thoughts on the episode, i just want to say this is another one of those episodes that like has stuck in my mind because of things that happen in the episode. But I think the episode is not great. So despite the fact that it lingered in my mind, I think it more just made an impression because of how old I was when I was watching it and not because of what actually the episode contains.
1: Can we, can we, can we talk that like just from the beginning? Oh, let's talk. Um, That's kind of what we do here from the beginning I was was rewatching this episode obviously for the show after not seeing it for many years and going Kevin right. Kelson conspiracy like what am I walking into like I know right. by the title it's
0: that one mm-hmm. of the ones that you're like what was this one again mm-hmm. no it's listen
1: it it's not it's not the forgotten. It's not... No, I mean... No, it's not dreadful. It's it's a mid... It's a mid... It's it's as the Gen Z would say, it's mid. (laughs) It's mid. It's very Uh, mid. Uh, So,
0: what are your initial thoughts on the episode itself?
1: All right. So, the first thing I thought was when we find out that the episode... What the episode is kind of going to be, right? Yes. Early on, the first thing you think of like, oh, so they they went with budget Riddler.
0: This, I mean... When I was a kid and I didn't know what Cape and Cal conspiracy was or who the interrogator or Wormwood was as a character before I'd ever seen it, I just, you get into the episode and you're like, oh, it's the Riddler. It should be the How Riddler. fucking cool. Finally. Yeah. You're thinking, finally they got the Riddler because as a little kid, you're like, oh, I love the Riddler and I've seen him on the trailers. When is this guy going to show up? And you think it's finally this episode because there are riddles and traps. Yeah. But guess what? This is some other riddles and traps villain. It
1: is not. It is not the Riddler.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's... There are a few characters, unfortunately, who are like budget Riddler. This is the worst of those.
1: Yeah. I think it's one of those things where... Clock King
0: is kind of the same thing. Yes. Clock King's a little better.
1: Clock King, at least, eventually, like... <laughs> well, he travels through time. He does time stuff. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. at least he at least he earns his name. This guy, Wormwood, it's just like... Oh, man. Well, he's not really
0: the interrogator, either. No. It's like, you're not the interrogator. You're like the trap master. Yes. Or something. Yes. I you're something.
1: Uh, I, you know, if it was... If it it would be, it would be more fun. But Trapmaster wouldn't be a Batman villain.
0: No, actually, in fact, I think Trapmaster is someone's villain. Oh, really? But I don't know if he's Marvel or DC or something. The name just sounds familiar. I know
1: there's the Trapster.
0: Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Hmm. I'm not. I'm not deep enough into. He's that sounds like a Silver Age character. Yeah, it sounds like a Silver Age. I'm not deep enough into my Silver Age lore to know who that is.
1: The the Trapster.
0: The Trapster. Um. Yes, uh, we got ahead of ourselves. Today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 31 of Batman the Animated Series, The Cape and Cowl Conspiracy. This was broadcast order number 25, which puts it in, I think, one of the weirdest positions of all time, yeah. because right before this episode is Mad as a Hatter, Yeah. and then right after this episode is Perchance the Dream. Two great episodes. Two great episodes. So right between two Mad Hatter episodes is this episode. So this episode is the grundle between <laughs> <laughs> these two good Mad Hatter episodes, one yeah, right. of which is the best episode of the series.
1: So so do you think they were sitting in a room and they were like, we can't do Mad Hatter back to back? No,
0: they said, we need the Fleshy Fun Bridge between yeah, the two. That is true. The and, then, and, then, and
1: then it is a conspiracy, for <laughs> yeah. sure. A cape and cow.
0: It's weird, too, because if you put Mad as a Hatter, this, and Perchance, back to back to back, it's all, like, psychological episodes. These are all, like... Um, episodes that challenge batman's reasoning and logic like they're yeah. all very heady episodes like yeah. there's no physical villain in
1: yeah. Those. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah
0: uh it's a weird run it's a mm-hmm. weird run of episodes on the broadcast side on production side this is fine
1: yeah 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 this is on production side 31. this is between
0: perchance and robin's reckoning yeah. this is you know that's fine yes absolutely um but yeah a weird episode uh sorry so my initial thoughts uh memorable episode for some of its sequences yeah never a favorite of mine remember that coming home to this one occasionally and being sort of disappointed it was on um i don't think wormwood's a bad villain it's just that he's so much like the riddler it's like why would this character exist he kind of looks like the riddler it's like you you could have just used the riddler right
1: it's it's just it's very um yeah i don't know i don't know it's and especially since we spend so little time with the Riddler in this show, this would have been a right. good
0: introduction. Uh, we've said a few times now, but I think this is true. The Riddler just has three episodes. Yeah, he does.
1: And even down to the way- That are that, Riddler-centric. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But even down to the way that like, Wormwood communicates with- yeah, Riddles. The, the riddles and the cutout letters that we would, we would obviously all see in Batman Forever later on. Right. Which is a very weird version of the Riddler, but- even still, it is very the whole his whole vibe is very
0: Riddlerish, right? So, uh, in my very light research that involved a single internet search, yeah. um, I did find that of course this episode is based on an actual comic book, yes. which was uh, I think literally called just "Cape and Cal Conspiracy," or a very very similar name. And the author of that comic, the writer for that comic, Elliot S. Magan, also wrote this episode. So basically, this was a one to one. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, okay, there's this comic with a pretty good story for an episode." Let's just do that comic and hire that writer. Mm-hmm. So this never was a Riddler thing. It's just that it feels so much like a Riddler yeah. thing. Why would you do it?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I guess if it's just a one-shot kind of one story from a comic book, it's easy to transition that into a 22-minute episode of the cartoon. But ultimately, yeah, like you said, this episode is is fine. It's, it's aggressively mediocre. It's in the middle of the bunch. It's not going to wow anyone over. But yeah. at the same point, it's not going to... It's also just... It's also not going to really upset anyone too bad. It's kind of sure. like all right, cave and Cal's conspiracy. That's what I'm
0: watching. What makes me a little sad is that the the three trap sequences are actually good. Yeah, they're great. Um, the quicksand, the train, the the toy train yard, yeah. and the the wax museum are all really Excellent. good sequences. Excellent, really good traps. Um, yeah, no, like they're they're good to watch. They're compelling. They're suspenseful. But then like this episode just completely shits the bed for like yeah. the last five minutes. Of, like, it like becomes almost unwatchable. Yeah, television. It's really
1: bad. Uh, can we can we also talk about quicksand for a minute? Yeah. As a I child. Know, I know I know what you mean because we're, we're children of
0: the late 80s into the 90s. If you're a
1: child of the late 80s and the early 90s like we were into the Quick 90s, sand. quicksand was something that you thought you would have um, definitely come into contact with more frequently in your life based on its usage in pop culture.
0: Constantly in video games. Constantly in video games. Constantly in movies and television. Every movie, Everything every TV has Crooksand.
1: It's like the biggest thing in it you want to make an episode more interesting. <sighs> Crooksand and then you're you're yes. Right.
0: So I think this was because there was like a weird resurgence in the eighties and nineties of Wartime era adventure serials yeah, yeah, yeah. that also all had quicksand. Yeah. So now we got like you know it's like this and Ducktales and the Mummy and the Jungle Book and everything's got quicksand. Indiana Jones right.
1: and everything has quicksand. Every well, video. Indiana game Jones. Ever.
0: We got we got John Rhys Davies oh, in, hey, in this episode. Hey,
1: yeah, who who we love obviously. Right. He said,
0: "There's quicksand. I will be there." <laughs> Don't tell the elf. exactly.
1: Um, yeah, so. We uh we do have John, uh we do have John Reese Davies who who is excellent and not yet Gimli right not yet Gimli not yet Gimli uh, but... actually
0: yeah this episode despite us you know we don't like it that much but it's got a really good voice it's cast voice cast is terrific uh, particularly uh so we have Bud Court yeah Bud Court is a this amazing character actor like real film snobs would know him as like Harold from Harold and Maud or mm-hmm. Brewster McCloud we nerd folk would know him of course as the voice of Toy Man. Toy Man! Uh, or you ready for the deep nerd dive in Dogma? <laughs> he is God. Yeah. He is. Uh, sorry, not Alanis Morissette. God. Spoiler. Right. He is the corpse of God yeah. that is like in the hospital playing skee ball. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he loves that is. Ball. That's Bud Court. Right.
1: Can't get. Uh, can't get Dogma anymore.
0: You can't. Yeah. You can't get it anywhere. You As of this recording, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein that has that locked shit. away because he hates Kevin Smith. Yep. Because I mean, Kevin Smith was one of the first people to speak out against him.
1: Yeah. What a what a piece of garbage. Ugh. Right. Maybe. Truly a monster. Um. I mean, not 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 for. Dealistic dogma. <laughs> right, for no, other that's another thing. Yes. <laughs> that's just another thing to hate the guy for. Right.
0: Um, and yes, of course, this episode also has uh, John rhys Davies of, I mean, this guy's done everything, but uh, probably most popularly of the Indiana Jones series and the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, playing Yosik right. in this, the Baron.
1: Let's let's take a second here. I've I haven't rewatched the Lord of the Rings in a long
0: time. You should, and you should watch the extended editions. And I'm not kidding. They're yeah, amazing. I amazing. mean
1: they are they are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful films. I haven't watched them in forever, and I've been I've had. Just such an itch to go back and watch them. I bet you they look incredible on like a four K TV.
0: And well, I wouldn't know that because I don't have a four K TV. Unlike some people on this podcast. Listen, like, I have a, um, I have an
1: OLED, I have a, I have an LG OLED TV for my video game. But is even right? on
0: my totally standard flat screen TV in my apartment, um, it looks great. And yeah. I, I've only recently rewatched Fellowship again, which yeah. I thought was, I think maybe the best. Of it's the probably the best of the of the three too. Yeah, of the extendeds Yeah. yeah. Oh well, no, I like them all, but I think Fellowship oh, yes, is great. Yes. If I'm gonna watch one of them it's gonna be fellowship
1: yeah you gotta Ooh, do, do, do,
0: do. oh the music oh so Wools. good so um, good.
1: anyway we this is not lord of the rings cast <laughs> even though means. elijah wood i want him he would be good in some something some dc property
0: well again elijah wood would make a great toy man yeah or he would make a great riddler or yeah. something like that yeah. something that would specialize in the fact that he's now an older guy who still looks very young yeah which is why i I've actually always oh. wanted Matthew Broderick to play Toy Man. He'd be excellent. I think he'd be perfect, yeah. but I don't think it's going in that direction. Probably not. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, we'd Whatever. have to
1: write a letter to James Gunn. Uh, right. <laughs> Elijah Wood uh, is, uh, is I guess, in the second season of Yellow Jackets, so that has nothing to do with comic books. So.
0: No, that just started, right? Yeah, the yeah, second yeah. Season. season two the just Yellow started. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a show like I have to watch more of. Yeah. Um, and that's a show that I'm shamelessly just watching because I still have this huge embarrassing crush on christina ricci and i'll watch her in any she's going through a renaissance man she's got a lot of good she really stuff was. coming out do you know what it was for people of our generation who are specifically our age was just like she was like the cool cute goth older girl that was like always a little bit older than us and was always like oh yeah what's she up to you know <laughs> um and it's true still very very much at the hots for christina ricci,
1: w- what, can you, what
0: can you do so that's that's why i watch yellow jackets even on that show she's the craziest one that's great <laughs>
1: she's excellent
0: She's excellent. Also um, great
1: on the Harley Quinn yes, uh, Harley Quinn yes, podcast. Does a really good job
0: as Harley Quinn. But unfortunately, she is not in the Cape and Cal conspiracy. Unfortunately.
1: See how I brought us back. Yeah, here we go. Bringing it right back to center. Goonies never say die.
0: Um. Okay. We should mention, I don't think Wormwood's a bad villain. It's no, just, I don't think it's so. It's disappointing the way the episode is established and he's not the Riddler. And then he never comes back. If you actually did more with Wormwood and brought him back, there could be some interesting things to say. But they, they don't. Yeah. Because we always say, like, you know, the, the villains reflect Batman in some way, and they yeah. tell you something about Batman. Yeah. Batman also has horrifying interrogation methods. Yeah. So actually having a villain who is the interrogator could, like, shine some light on that. Like, hey, Batman, you do this, too. You drag a guy, you know, along with the batwing, and you throw him in a fucking swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, like, you're, you're a bastard. <laughs> yeah, you know?
1: Batman's rough, man. Um. No, you're right. Batman's horrible. He's a horrible... He's horrible at investigating. He's very good. He's very scary. He's very he's terrifying. Well,
0: I think what's always funny is we're always like, well, Batman doesn't kill you. I mean, he will break every bone in your body. Without hesitation. <laughs> but he won't kill you.
1: Like, does he feel bad about it? I don't think so.
0: <laughs> right. I um, don't think so. I think that was everything I wanted to discuss like beforehand. I do want to hit some IMDb trivia. Yeah. I get to say my favorite thing first. This episode, despite being just fiercely mediocre, this is the first appearance of of the Bat-Signal yeah, in the animated which, series. which was cool. And it gets its own scene. Yep. And it's fucking awesome. It's great. The Bat-Signal's back, baby. The Bat-Signal's uh, back. And what's funny is they establish it as a new thing. Yep. Which I like, even though it's clear in the series that Batman has been Batman for probably a pretty long time, mm-hmm. and Gordon has only recently had this idea. So this is different from the comics, yeah. where the Bat-Signal appears relatively early in Batman's career. Yeah. Now he's mid-to-late career Batman in the animated series, and Gordon has just been like, hey, I'm going to put this thing on the rooftop, the mayor's going to hate it, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gordon and the mayor never get along, so they, right. well, they, they, they can't. They can <laughs> the because
0: mayor actively dislikes Batman.
1: Of course, because also Gordon's best friend is Batman right yeah maybe yeah, his only friend I yeah know. i don't know i don't, I don't know think how close I he is with Bullock. i don't think anyone really likes gordon that much
0: <laughs> right um as previously mentioned this episode is based on the well, i have it exactly here the august 1975 comic stories so of silver age detective comics volume one number 450 titled the cape and cowl death trap
1: Ooh. also by
0: this writer elliot s magan uh cape and Cal conspiracy is a better name yep. so that is good um, in pre-production, the original script was to have someone steal the cape and cow and impersonate Batman while on a crime rampage. And I'm actually sad they didn't do that. It'd be better. Because it would have filled those extra minutes a little better. And now I know why they didn't do it, because that is basically what they have going on in Perchance the Dream. Yeah. Which is an episode that they chose to air pretty darn close to this yeah,
1: one. Yeah, exactly. Also, very good uh, nod to the, uh, which would happen later, you know, um to the um, Craven's Last Hunt where oh, Craven wears right. Spider-Man's skin.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you notice that they're not talking too much about that Craven the Hunter movie anymore. No, nah, I don't think so. Do we think that's going right to video or just never getting released? Yeah. I hope they can the it
1: and then they put Craven in the actual MCU.
0: <laughs> that would be nice. That would be way better. I don't know. I mean, I always wonder. I'm like, what gears are turning behind the doors of Hollywood? And I'm like, how was this an idea? They I think made the movie and now it just like doesn't exist. What it if, doesn't exist even before it was advertised.
1: Can we talk about can we talk about Madam Webb? No. Madam no, Webb. But they didn't even start to shoot that movie. It's got a movie.
0: But what I think is, I could be totally wrong. Like, I think they pretty much made Craven I, or I don't shot know. a lot yeah. of it and it oh. just didn't go. Uh, I, I don't know what Could be is bad out there. I mean, we'll never see Batgirl. Well, no, but but that's the funny thing. It's just like we all knew Batgirl was being made and some of us were getting pretty jazzed for it. I was excited to see Brandon Fraser and then nothing came of it. No more Batgirl.
1: Yeah, they they shelved it forever. I think eventually they'll probably release it in the future. I don't think they can. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: I was reading something online that said like legally because they like basically dismantled it for tax purposes that like they could get in a lot of trouble for even releasing it as special content. Like it has to be destroyed yeah. it's like when you have like um inventory you yeah. have to get rid of because yeah. you're writing that off for tax yeah. purposes when and then t- people yeah. find fucking magic cards in the dumpster and sell them the post malone yeah, that's right um wormwood says that batman at one point in the episode is only human after all which is exactly what one of the joker's henchmen say in the tim burton 89 films so a mm-hmm. nice callback mm-hmm. there really good Um, The moment (laughs) where Batman discovers, I love this, that Wormwood has escaped, causing him to emit an annoyed growl, uh, not only does his grumble come out so awkwardly it's impossible to take seriously, (laughs) but with Batman only having a bandana covering his face at that moment, it's led many comments joking about him trying and failing to do his best pirate impression yeah it's it is a low moment in the yes, episode and i did laugh and yes it was really funny they put this in the imdb it's, trivia. It's, i love it i love it um and then finally and this is a light spoiler batman's tactic of disguising himself to trap his enemies and get information from them is later used and of course. Almost got him. Uh, arguably the best or one of the best episodes yep. in series where he impersonates Killer Croc. So this is not the only time he's going to use like his Mission Impossible pretty... disguise tricks. Batman does pretty good with disguise. What's funny is he kind of has two modes. Yeah. One disguise is basically, I still look like Bruce Wayne, but I, I just forgot to shave today. That's like your Gaff Morgan. Gaff Morgan. That's like your bum in, you know, Robin's Reckoning. We're going to talk like, about whatever. that. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, and then there's like, I'm fucking Yosek Vaklov, yeah, of you know, the yeah, Baron. Like yeah. looks nothing like him. Yeah,
1: it's so good. It's so good.
0: Uh yeah. Well, I I don't see the need to belabor this anymore. Let's do go. I wanna hop right in? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Season one, episode thirty one, The Cape and Cow Conspiracy. We get our theme song and our title card. Mike, I you know, this might not be the worst episode ever, but this might be the worst title card. Bad title ever. card. The title card is just like very plain lettering. <laughs> the cape and cow conspiracy on top of like a sort of a blue lit image of batman's cape and cow it doesn't even look cool it does not it sucks it's a fucking thing piece of garbage um i would change it i would actually like i like the way it looks at the end of the episode where he's like thrown it on the floor yeah. and has like yeah. the note pin to it i yeah. think i would have used that that would have been bad as the title card yeah. just something try to make it look a little inhuman yeah in some way yeah uh not a very good uh title card A title card. Um, This episode is uh, directed by uh, Frank Power. Powerhouse. Powerhouse, Frank Power. It is written by Elliot S. Magan, who was the writer of the original comic. And then, um, you know, it's funny, not on like the credits for the episode, I see a second writer, Beth Ertz, who is credited like on the internet for the episode, but not like when you're actually watching the Hmm. episode. So I'm wondering if they credited her later. Maybe. So maybe she worked on like adapting it or something like that. I did not research that maybe, maybe maybe a listener can do that yeah. but yeah um so maybe the original writer elliot S. Magan, and then maybe beth Ertz helped to bring it to the screen i'm thinking that's probably what happened yeah, or they left her off by accident
1: yeah it might have been like a teleplay versus story thing yeah
0: <laughs> right though they and they usually break up those credits no, almost I'm always wondering yeah. why they didn't do that this time but whatever lazy lazy fucks um all right scene one uh, a piece of paper blows across an elaborate and eerie miniature golf course at night and we get a shot of a surveillance camera looking on a bespectacled man who will come to find out is named Mick is reading from listen a, a Riddler-esque yeah. rhyming riddle where tracks and golf balls roll and wind round colored banners of all kind here are new instructions you will find uh, not not very good not good but cool Disembodied voice from somewhere, very sort of nasal and academic. Uh, You won't be able to find me. Uh, Again, it sounds like what we think the Riddler's voice would sound like. So please imagine like child Jordan being like, yes, the Riddler at last, the Riddler Riddler, at last. No, it's Wormwood. It's fucking Wormwood. Uh, Just follow the sound of my voice. Uh, We get a brief shot of a man in profile in a control booth. And again, he kind of looks like how I think the Riddler would look um he's watching mcwhirter from the camera we get a perspective shift and then we we basically get the idea that this man in the control booth is running the show and he's overlooking this scene from somewhere nearby we turns out later it's like an observation post mm-hmm. um and we learn also in the scene that mcwhirter is a courier of some kind but we don't know what he has who he's working for he's he's a bag man he's bag man. he's a bag man uh mcwhirter seems pretty angry And the voice directs him to some running lights, which appear that indicate he should follow the path. And here we go. Unfortunately, McWhorter walks himself right into the quicksand trap. Oh no,
1: quicksand!
0: Now about that collection of bearer bonds you're supposed to transport. Mm. Um... The animated series does this weird thing (laughs) where they just keep not using money. Yeah, it's never money. Like, it's like, I need to transfer it to gold bullion. They're bearer bonds. Where's my certified check? Yeah, never cash. We're obsessed with not just having like bags of money with like a fucking dollar sign on it. I would like that though. I would like that. We had that and I think nothing to fear. Yeah. Yeah. It's the last time we've just seen bags of money. Just money. No. We might have seen that in, what's the really bad Joker episode? Uh, Last laugh,
1: last laugh. Last laugh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the last laugh music haunts us still.
0: Um Yes, so the uh the man in the booth, Wormwood, he drops a hook telling McWurder that he'll lower it if he can just tell him where he can find the bonds. And of course McWurder yields before the sand can- s- consumes I mean, him. I mean that's like that, just- that poor fat guy with the mutton chops in the jungle book movie. Yeah, I'm still traumatized from yeah, that, by the way. Thanks, Disney.
1: It's yeah, Disney really wrecks your life early
0: on, huh? That Jungle Book movie, the live-action Jungle Book movie is fucking traumatizing. Yeah, it's scary. They all die horribly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That final Jungle sequence is rough. It's rough, dude. And you know what's sad, too? It's like, as a kid, I really liked Carrie Always because I loved Robin Hood Men and Tights. Yeah. And I loved Princess Bride. Yeah. And like, you have to like just see him be so horrible in yeah. Jungle Book yeah. and die horribly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, they don't make movies like that anymore. They do not. They don't traumatize kids enough. No. Let's they, just put that out They traumatize out adults. Yeah. Right, right. That's the trade-off. Yeah. Actually, you're very right. Yeah. That has become the trade-off. Yeah, yeah. The trade-off was when we were young, including Batman the Animated Series, of course. by the way. You know, Clayface episodes and stuff. When we were young, they would just show us scary shit all the time. And they'd yeah. be like, oh, but it's PG. Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> you know, and we'd be like up at night. Can't sleep, clown will eat me. Yeah. Right? Now, they don't do that anymore. They're like, no, the kids are too sensitive. So now instead... They emotionally target the parents. Yeah, and they're like, "All right, you're going to see a little kids' movie about some old man, a jungle with a giant bird. His wife is going to die after she can't have a baby." Yep, How and now that and
1: now they're going to do a short called, um, "What is it, Carl?" Carl's date. Right, Carl's going out on yeah, a date Yeah, which now. is going to be equally gut-punching. gut,
0: gut punching. Maybe. It could be uplifting. I no, don't
1: know. I don't think so. You raise me
0: up. Uh, it could be okay. I don't know.
1: I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Pixar goes out of
0: their way to just be like, hey, you want to feel depressed for two hours? I oh do Here they. you go. I know. What's funny is they're targeting the same people. Of it's course. Like the kids like, ah, I remember when Disney used to traumatize you as a kid or did yeah, traumatize you as an yeah, adult so, now? So we we you got millenn- kids of your own, you're going to cry in front of your children.
1: Uh, we as millennials are just screwed. 'Cause we got cursed both times.
0: Yeah, and we're elder millennials, so we yeah. overlap like the Gen Xers and yeah, stuff. So it's yeah. like all folks with like young kids who are just like, ah, we're getting fucking yep. double teamed. Double 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 duty. Um Alright. Yeah. <clears throat> so we get an exterior shot of G C P D headquarters. Naturally we're gonna pan up to Gordon's office and he's giving us the basics of the case. The International Relief Consortium was supposed to receive the bonds in question. What? Uh, they never did. And Gordon shows Batman the shot of McWhirter, the courier from before, who was supposed to deliver $750,000 in bearer bonds. I actually love that number. Yeah. Because it is specifically not a million. Yeah. Like, it's always a million. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I like that it's specifically seven hundred fifty k, three quarters of the way there. Right. And I also like it because, like, if we're dealing in, like, this sort of vague time period that's like, is it the 30s? Is it the 50s? I like that it's not a million. Because a million back then is ludicrous. A lot of money. Right. Obviously, the courier never showed up. The money was intended for Eastern European refugees. Batman thinks he knows who is responsible, and every kid at home was like, "Oh, the Riddler!" No, nope. he says, "Nope, it's Wormwood, the Interrogator," and like every little kid at home being like, "What?" The
1: Interrogator seems like it's like an early two thousand thriller.
0: That was a real movie. That was a real movie. That was with Kevin Spacey. And, Kevin Spacey, and Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Well, there we right? go. I was right. Is that the name of is that, that movie? Is that it's called? The Interrogator. I think it is. Yeah. I think it's about a police interrogator. Yeah. Am I? Oh no, sorry. That's movie's called The Negotiator. Negotiator. <laughs> but am I, come on, how <laughs> you far? we were off? very close. How far off am that I? That movie is about Samuel L. Jackson, a negotiator who gets framed. Yeah. And so he takes people hostage. Yeah. And then Kevin Spacey has to negotiate with him.
1: Is that? But am I wrong? where the, the the interrogator sounds like a movie from that period. Oh, it, oh, uh, There's absolutely. a bunch of them at that yes, point. Like
0: circa 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah like 2000 like 2002 generic, generic cop drama, big yeah. budget.
1: Yeah, 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 thriller. Yeah, before basically every like movie. extra long law and order episode. Yes, yes, before every movie was a uh,
0: a superhero movie of some kind. All right. Yeah, movies suck now. Yeah. Fucking movies. All right. Um Batman says this by the way with incredible conviction. It's Wormwood, the interrogator. All right. Uh as if we're supposed to know like who the fuck that is. Um <laughs> It's not the Riddler. No. Um, The guy who specializes in death traps to pry information out of his victims, says Gordon, right on cue. Not the Riddler. Uh, Right. Um, (laughs) Batman knows an associate of this guy. Uh, So the interrogator's name is uh, Josiah Wormwood. But the guy that he's going to go see is this. um, I don't know if I can think of a more Eastern European name than this. His name is Josic Vaklov, spelled Josic Waklaw. So, yep. Yosik Vaklov, we're just going to call him the Baron. The Baron. For a lot of this. Yeah. Um, and uh, Gordon describes him as he's a continental type, a real smoothie, uh, the kind who will do anything for a free meal, which, by the way, is exactly how anyone would describe Jonathan Reese Davies yes. from anything he's yes, done. Yes, yes um we transition to i feel like we're always at these in this show always at, another high society at some, at some at, it's not the peregrinators club but it's close nope nor is it like a fun for the gotham university no, you're it's like it's always all the some, same always shit. some bruce wayne party <laughs> right um so we're here at the gotham foreign aid society annual fundraising banquet it's a lot to say it is that's on like a sandwich board sign and the guest speaker here is yeah again baron vaklov Yosik Yosik um so we get this shot now of the society chairperson introducing Yosik from her lectern inviting him up to speak um and <laughs> this you know what this seems like this seems like the kind of party where alfred would hate the food yeah of course he would complain it was totally dreadful this <laughs> is not well cooked it's, at no, all no no it's, not, it's the food Ooh. um Yosik gets like three lines <laughs> into yeah. his speech yeah. and then he's just taken out by batman no. hilariously yeah, which is great um, what's funny is like the, the episode setup is so fast Yeah And then it just drags at the end it, Yeah it, They like, just really poorly paced. it They hit
1: the ground running And then just totally hit the brakes man
0: Like even this scene Could have been a little longer Yeah just a little Because like, this is the only scene With the real Yosik Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway Batman's like Using his cabling I'm not even sure what happened here He like basically flies Yosik Out yeah. of the room While people like laugh And gasp at him Yeah uh, Equal parts horrified Delighted that this guy is like He's basically taken through a cake Yep And then out the windows to the balcony. Pretty good move for Batman. Pretty good move. Very embarrassing. That's
1: one way to get a free meal.
0: Right. Yosik out on the the balcony, the Baron. um, And uh, Batman tells him, I want information from you. By the way, I hope you're not afraid of heights. And then Eh. Batman smiles with teeth. Yeah. One of the few times he has done that. Which is very, very rare. It's like rare and creepy.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a... uh... You don't want to see that.
0: You, no. No. You don't want to see Batman smile, period. No. That's just much worse for you.
1: No, it's definitely, if he's having a good time, that means he's uh,
0: going to hurt you. It's going to be bad. Yeah. Um. So, yes, we transition now to a sobbing Baron being hung by his suspenders from a billboard, begging to be let down. He claims he doesn't know any more than what he's already told. Batman drops him off onto the rooftop and suggests he takes a vacation far away from Gotham City, and Batman bounds away as Yosek kind of just snarls into the night. Curse you, Batman. Uh, we get now an establishing sh- uh, establishing shot of an ornate high rise. Inside, we see the Baron is at his desk. Spoiler alert, this is already the first scene that the Baron is actually Batman. Yes, it's Batman. Um, really good costume we, work on we Batman. We don't know that. There is a light hint. Yeah. It's that this version of Yosik is much more serious Yes, and comes off as much smarter. Yes. So you're already like, oh, is this... Is it Batman? Is it Batman? I forgot yeah. until about halfway through this conversation. I'm like, oh, right, the Baron is Batman.
1: You have a Leo Point moment.
0: <laughs> right. Um, there's a knock at the door. It's Wormwood. Um, the Batman wants... I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, actually. Václav Yosef, who <laughs> is Batman, <laughs> wants Batman's cape and cowl, and he wants Wormwood to get it for him. And when Wormwood asks him why he wants those things, the Baron won't say, unless Wormwood gives up where the bonds are. These bear bonds, man. These bear bonds. Um, Insider trading. Wormwood clearly doesn't like the Baron very much, but he takes the job because this very much appeals to his ego. The opportunity to humble the legendary Batman. Um, He actually doesn't even think it will be difficult. This is where he drops that line. He is only human after all. Uh, And then he rips the poster of the Batman that the Baron gave him. Next scene, Mike, the moment we've been waiting for. Get the bat signal. It's funny. I was listening to our old episodes, and I was like, oh, yeah, there's no bat signal here. I think it shows up soon. You have more like you know, 31 the, episodes yeah, 30 later. Yeah, 31 episodes in. Uh, Come on. Good job, Jordan. Uh, yeah, no, this, this is the first real time, after a couple of false alarms on this, Yeah, the first time we actually see the bat signal um, shining atop headquarters. Gordon stands next to the familiar light, uh, which is now making its debut. We got a little fun dialogue here. Got a new toy, I see. They talk about that the idea that, that Mayor Hill won't like it. And I, I like that we get to see this now. Mm-hmm. It feels very at home to me. Yes, it, it, it's, it's also, it's world building. It was sort of weird that it was missing. Yeah. I wonder if they like it occurred to them later and they're like, all oh, right, oh, the yeah, Bat-Signal. Yeah, 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 when are we going to put thing. that in put there? That in. Yeah. I put it in the Cape and Cal conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. That episode has some extra minutes. Yeah, yeah,
1: we got time. We got time to kill. Show them the Bat-Signal.
0: Dude, that's exactly what this feels yeah. like. They're like, Cape and Cal conspiracy script's a little short. You want to put the Bat-Signal in that one? Yeah, all yeah, right. All right, right, why not? Because, <laughs> think about it. Signal is not at all important to this episode. No. It's like not even used again. No,
1: this is like the kids in the train during... Uh, <laughs> during Underdwellers. Underdwellers.
0: <laughs> it has no point. Oh, no, boy. Uh, yeah, so the Bat-Signal actually serves no purpose in this episode, but it is fun, and we like fun. Yeah, fun. We like fun here. We get the next riddle, Gordon gives it to Batman, where iron horses go to rot, and children toot their horns a lot, a damsel's pleas shall come to naught. Not a very good riddle. <laughs> no, that's
1: maybe that's why that's why we should know it's not the ri- right, real riddle. Actually,
0: Wormwood is still stupider than the. Yeah, Riddler, he's a so. bad.
1: He's a bad riddle man.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, actually, that's kind of the fun of this episode is that Wormwood thinks he's really smart, he's but not. Batman is just so much smarter yeah, than he is. Yeah, yeah. The threat of the Riddler is Batman even acknowledges, like, "Yes, the Riddler is smarter than me. Yeah. but I think differently than he yes. does,
1: and I can un- I can outsmart him." Right. Well, not outsmart him. Kind of undermine the Riddler.
0: Right. Well, we'll we'll get to this when we actually get to the Riddler episodes, but I, I so love that maze. Yeah. That Batman's just like, yeah, yeah, nice maze. I'm just going to run on top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's know, a, d- it's a DD and d puzzle better. that the party breaks. Batman would not follow the rules. No. Why would he do that? No, Batman would definitely not follow the rules. Right um so yeah that's a nice distinction between the riddler and wormwood is just yeah the riddler's much more intelligent okay batman immediately knows what this riddle means and he's like don't you and gordon's like i don't fucking know all
1: right so can we can we can we let's let's have a second here and talk about this so batman clearly knows what the riddle means and gordon doesn't (laughs) and gordon's like what's it mean and he's do you and he just leaves without telling him but then we're like Okay, so oh so when you hear about it like, oh yeah, maybe it's a maybe it's a train yard. A train yard, yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It is a
0: it's a kitty train it's, amusement it's park. It's a
1: train amusement park themed at children. <laughs> right. So like that's not a gimme. Right. How no. many train based amusement parks exist in the world? That's pretty specific. Yeah, it's real specific. <laughs> like He's like a we, fucking asshole to like Gordon. We like we the viewer would know that train town was a thing.
0: Right. Uh, forget it, Mike. It's train. Town. Train- <laughs> Uh, speaking of, we get an establishing shot of Train Town. Uh, train Town meant something very different when I was a teenager. Oh boy. Uh, it's some kind of kiddie amusement park. Mike, I say again, why are these places open? I don't know. Why do they allow them I to build know. them in Gotham? Gotham, you know, sh- just some super villain is going to take over Train Town. Gotham, it's probably the Joker. Gotham should have no fun. Like no there fun. should be nothing no fun parks, to do in no Gotham. Carnivals, no toy stores, no, no train toy factories. Like, come on. Come on. Batman is <laughs> stalking through the shadows of Train Town. There is smoke from exactly one train engine, one locomotive. Well, that's is nice. billowing through the air. It's like a mini locomotive. Um, Batman hoists himself inside. We hear Wormwood's voice through an intercom. So this is meant to be like an exact retread of the opening sequence with McWhorter, the courier. Wormwood locks Batman inside the train engine. And Batman is, you know, fucking quick. So he's able to keep one of the window panes open, like pried open with a a batarang. We see a beautiful woman. It's like the stereotypical beautiful woman, the damsel in distress tied to the railroad tracks. This would be Snidely Whiplash. Uh, That's right. Yeah. (laughs) As Batman. So Batman is locked into the train engine that is speeding towards the girl. Yeah. And she's screaming her head off. By the way, amazing scream work from whoever's doing the voice of the woman in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so pretty scary actually. Um, so Batman manages to squeeze those broad linebacker shoulders through the window, uh, bounds towards the victim and as he dashes to rescue her, this is so weird. Yeah. He discovers she's a hologram. Yeah. I hate that. It's terrible. I just, what's the point? The villain, his theming's already kind of weak and now you're giving us a hologram and then he doesn't use that again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he would be much better if he was hologram based. If he was Mysterio. Well,
0: <laughs> right, that makes him better. Yeah. Because the Riddler doesn't really use holograms. No, So that would have been like a cool swerve to be yeah. like, oh, we have a hologram based film. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because we, I don't think we really get that. No. We get other things that are a little similar, but not really a hologram guy. No. Well, it would have been nice. <laughs> but guess what? Wouldn't it It'd be, be nice, nice if there were holograms everywhere he wanted to use them? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So he fails to save the girl because she doesn't exist. Um, and then the mini train, like, I don't know, crashes into a pile of bricks and derails. Shockingly, it doesn't explode. Unfortunately. Uh, Bat- everything explodes in this show. Ah, but not this. Not Batman this. examines the wreckage and he, he's too late. He sees Wormwood's like little red car speeding away. So he got away. Next scene, we don't know how much uh, longer later this is. It's uh, Some time has passed. Uh, Wormwood is in a phone booth. He's on a call with the Baron. And the Baron, who again is Batman... <laughs> The Baron is unhappy that Batman's I wanna be clear. The viewer's not supposed to know it's Batman, it's just like how, but it is. But how
1: is Batman everywhere?
0: I don't know. It's had to have enough another... sometime later.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we hope.
0: It seems to be this one's for our benefit though, because they show us the Baron. I actually yeah. would have liked it better if he called and just like we didn't see the Baron. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. just me.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, anyways, on a phone call with the Baron. The Baron is unhappy that Batman's cape and cowl have not been secured. Wormwood is actually squirming a little because he was defeated. He claims he will set up the next trap for Batman himself, putting the bat himself in jeopardy, and that the setup is going to be at Delarue's Wax Museum. And Wormwood is still bothered and kind of fascinated by what possible use the Baron could have for the cape and cowl. Yeah. Uh, but Yosik cuts the line before giving a response, and Wormwood is just left sort of perplexed. Um this kind of left me thinking. I was like, "So now going back, and of course, you know, with the knowledge in the episode that Batman is the Baron, why is he playing such a long con from Wormwood? It just seems I like this know. whole episode's like a little unnecessary." Yeah, I hate being that way yeah. as like a a someone who has a a show with you about like how much we enjoy these episodes because like couldn't we all say like ah once Batman gets the guy he can just beat it out of him yeah we don't, we don't want that no the the plot to this episode does feel tedious yeah
1: it, it is tedious and they it definitely feels like they're stretching out a much
0: smaller idea I agree it's yeah. tedious but that's it I like I love the set pieces in the episode mm-hmm. like we're about to be in the wax museum which is my favorite location Great. it's really cool uh but it's um it just feels like oh once he was in the office with you just surprise him and be like nope I wasn't the baron beat him to a pulp and be like where are they yeah where are the Baron I, yeah. I don't know I I know that's not fun. That's not a good way to look at something that is written this way, but it's just, it seems a little pointless at times. It does. Anyway, so yes, we're going to go to an exterior shot of a skyscraper from below. We've got police spotlights illuminating a huge riddle at the top. And unfortunately, it is the stupidest one yet. Yes. The rhyme is where Washington and young Babe Ruth stand side by side with John Wilkes Booth. Okay. Batman will find, dot, 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 a plan uncouth, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, and then signed Wormwood. Yes. Yes. Jesus Christ. Well, first, somebody call the English police.
1: Yeah. First of all, this this riddle is written by a child in crayon. (laughs) Second of all, why does the Gotham Wax Museum have a wax figure of John Wilkes Booth? Yeah, that's kind of fucked. Like... Let's let's think about this. It's, it's right next, like it's right next to Hitler. Yeah, I mean, like you, this guy literally is like he's one of America's like most. He's evil Lincoln. He's, he's evil Lincoln. He's he's like one of America's like most. He's one
0: of the big villains of American he's, he's, history. He's yes. one of the
1: giant villains of American history. He kills the president. <laughs> at the theater and the Gotham wax maybe Gotham deserves some of what's has, has coming to it because you know what he, he they have a wax figure of John Wilkes Booth you couldn't I, find I really hope he's next to any, Babe Ruth I really do I, I, you couldn't find a better way to do this riddle it's like hey who's at the there wax museum this is them sitting at the writers table hey who's at the wax museum oh they got a Babe Ruth at the wax museum okay so we need to make it a riddle what rhymes with Ruth booth john wilkes
0: booth they uh, didn't think about it of course that's also like they didn't even get a good rhyme no. out of it if you have to use the word uncouth, uncouth. in a rhyme you are done fucked up
1: nah, dude like you could have chosen any number of people to make this uh, this rhyme work
0: right we, we also need to acknowledge he signs at wormwood mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, real nice job, Riddle Master. I'm just uh, gonna use my I wonder real name. Who's behind this? <laughs> I'm gonna use my 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 uh, Christian given he name. Even say the interrogator. No, it says Wormwood. He's like, you know, it's me.
0: You're a fucking asshole. Stupid John Mook's booth statue. All right, uh, Batman again gets it right away. So this is like another part of that joke, and Gordon has no idea what he's talking about. What do you mean? The Nor wax does museum. Batman tell him. No, Batman <laughs> is about to like be in mortal peril. <laughs> he didn't even tell the guy. Oh, by the way, I'll be at the Max Wax Museum in case I need help. Like, you know, if they try to bury me in melted wax.
1: Yeah. So which happens? Which happens? Um. So do you think Gordon just doesn't care about the wax museum? He doesn't have time. Really? I don't have time he to have
0: fun. He doesn't know it's the Wax Museum. <laughs> yeah. does, he, does Batman actually say it? I don't think so. I don't think he does. But also, it's like Gordon is like letting. He, ba- Gordon's giving Batman everything in this episode. Yeah. Like, oh, here's a riddle. Here's yeah. the next blah, blah, blah. And Batman's like, I'm not telling you anything, I'm Gordon. You nothing. Like he's treating Gordon like he's hostile. Yeah. Like a hostile idiot. It
1: was his friend. His friend. This guy, he likes this guy.
0: Uh, anyway. Anywho. Exterior shot of the wax museum. It's really fucking cool. Yeah. It is a good location. Yeah. Um, majorly cool. Inside we have, I think my favorite shot of the episode is, it's um Batman is all the way back center yeah. in the shot. And then like, as you get to the foreground, there's like the gallery of wax figures are up top and um, none of them are specific to Batman villains, but it feels like he's walking through the rogues gallery. Yeah. Like I don't know, just the way that there's like monstrous ones, but also like a beautiful woman, and like I don't know, it, just, it was it's interesting. A wax gallery of the rogues Gallery. That's what it felt like. That I actually was kind of looking to be like, oh, is is like Wormwood going to be one of those? Yeah. Is there like you know, is there Clayface up there? No, <sighs> nothing, nothing that interesting. Nope. Um, yeah. So Wormwood's trap activates immediately. Batman gets sealed into the room, uh, barred and then shut in by metal doors. And at Wormwood's beckoning, Batman actually travels further into the museum where there's like an interior storage room that also seals off. Mm-hmm. Um, Wormwood calls Batman's attention to a panel opening in the ceiling uncovering a 20,000 watt halogen bulb. Wow. I don't actually know how hot a 20,000 watt bulb is, but I do know it melts wax and eventually it will melt you. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> is that line supposed to be like a badass line? I don't I don't, don't, know. I don't it's, know. It's fine. It's all right. The trap is cooler if he just doesn't talk because yeah. like the big blocks of wax that are melting are cool. Yeah, um, Batman does look panicked. It's an oh, unusual yeah. trap. He wasn't expecting this stuck exactly. Yeah, he's stuck in goop. He tries to grappling hook out of the room, but he can't because the panel over the skylight, I guess, like uh, cuts off his cord, his cable. <laughs> he attempts to form a weapon out of his utility belt, but like Wormwood mocks him, and then doesn't even break the bulb anyway. He kind of gets out by accident. Um, yeah. Eventually, a waxwork figure like melts down enough to reveal like the metal framing under the wax, and then Batman, who's like a fucking Olympic decathlete, just like clears the extra prongs yeah, off of this javel- thing. Javelins it. Yeah, it creates a javelin, and javelins the the lamp. However, this is good. Uh, Wormwood's a step ahead of that. So in this way, Wormwood I think is actually better at making traps than say like the Clock King, yeah. right? Because there's like yeah. a second level of this trap, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So the lamp without the lamp starts to spit out, like, toxic nerve gas. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, uh, Batman surrenders. Yeah. He says, turn off the gas, you win. And we get this shot of Wormwood smiling, like, the biggest, nastiest smile. And he's defeated Batman, which is crazy. And that's where we get the, like, commercial break. Mm Mm-hmm. When we return, we get the enormous fans sucking the toxic gas out of the room. Batman strips off the cape and cowl, revealing <laughs> the revealing the pirate mask. Yes, he looks like Leatherwing Arr, <laughs> for a moment. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh the oceans a home for the is it the dead, me lads, and those who face Leatherwing. What was it? there? Was that like very famous Elseworlds comic? The the I think that might be it. Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry, did you read that
1: one? I think so. Yeah, yes. there was like
0: it's specifically. Listeners, you could look this up. There's specifically, like, a Batman comic. I yeah. have it. Yeah. It was, like, an Elseworlds collection, yeah. and one of the stories, like, the main story in it is Batman is a pirate. Yeah. It's, like, Pirate Batman, and the Laughing Man is the Joker, yeah. who's, like, the evil pirate, and there's, like, a beautiful, like, Contessa, who's supposed yeah. to be, like, Catwoman, and, like, in between the dialogue, there's, like, this rhyming, like, sailor song. Mm-hmm. Anyway, with the it's bandana. A, a sea shanty. A sea shanty, if you will. Uh, with the bandana, Batman looks like Or He
1: looks like a pirate. And then he
0: starts growling like a pirate. Arr. Anyway, we get a panel, opens up in the floor. Batman surrenders the cape and cow. Mm-hmm. Wormwood's like a little disappointed that Batman doesn't reveal his identity, but of course. We know that Batman is Yosek, so he yep. knew he was going to be revealing his identity, so he wore an extra mask.
1: Yeah, I'd like an extra cape that he had in an extra <laughs> earlier episode. That's
0: right. So this looks real stupid. Very stupid. Actually, it would have been very funny if he like gave his cape and cow, but still had another cape and yeah, cow on yeah, 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 yeah. Like,
1: like, That's what I was going to say. Like, right. Why don't you just give it to
0: him? You yeah. got a ton. Yeah, here's another one. Here you go. Uh, so you know what? Wormwood's like, ah, fuck it. I don't need your identity. Yeah, I just need the cape and cow and, and he's, he's gone. And Batman does the, rrr, 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 rrr. just growling fucking Batman. I'm sure there's a gif of that somewhere. Definitely. And then here we're in the, we're now in the scene where the episode should end. Yes. So this is now, it's the 12th sequence in the episode, which would have made it a very short episode. Mm-hmm. And Mike, I will defend this point. I think this was all they had written. I think I so. think this was the original. I think so ending scene of the episode and they added more so we're back in the baron's office wormwood delivers the cape and cow mm-hmm. he wants his certified check oh boy uh, and the baron delays payment by offering him a drink yeah wormwood still wants the reason for why Yosik wants the cape and cow in the first place mm-hmm. but the baron will only trade that info uh for what wormwood did with the bear bonds he wants to know wormwood finally gives it up it's an agent from the kyrian emirates and the guy is going to need this special key that wormwood has. You know, yeah. it's like it's a very boring, whatever. Yeah, it's
1: it's quite boring.
0: Um, and then he asks him, you know, so what are you going to do with the cape and cowl? And Yosik has turned around <laughs> in the giant chair and when he turns back around, where them? <laughs> and it's it's fucking Batman. It's
1: Batman.
0: And Batman turns around. It's a great reveal. Yeah. I really actually did It's do actually like a the very moment.
1: very good, very good reveal.
0: And Wormwood realizes it was Batman he's been dealing with all along. He cowers as Batman advances on him. Yeah. And now if the episode ended with the following, it would be great. Yes. If Batman jumped on him, grabbed the key, and then the next shot was of Gordon taking him away to jail. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Pretty good. But the episode's got another five minutes, nope, Mike. No, five more minutes. You could fuck up a lot in five minutes. Oh, yes, you and can. five minutes is a huge amount of time. Yeah.
1: it's if this, of, of a show like this, it's like 20% of the show. Right. 25% of the show.
0: So now, unfortunately, listeners, we just have to report on filler. Yeah. It's just filler now. Um... There's a short scene where uh, Batman has to chase Wormwood through the doorway. The key goes flying. They go into the weight room for a fight like the gym in this room. They're fighting with weights uh, at one point, which is totally fucking lame because Wormwood's not a physically threatening villain. The key goes into the pool. It's a fucking disaster. It's, it's it's so lame. This is like, I don't know if there's a worse ending episode. It's bad. I don't know. There's not even some crocodiles.
1: No. Never! Never! <laughs> Listen, man, I'm telling you, I don't know if I don't know if the Underdwellers is going to be the bottom. Uh, I don't know. There's something about <laughs> that episode that's <laughs> at least slightly enjoyable, is... <laughs> right? Well,
0: we all kind of like like
1: it in yeah, a bad way. In a bad way.
0: Um, They're fighting with the barbells or whatever, the dumbbells. Batman ducks. Wormwood goes out the window. Batman has to save him. Wormwood throws a punch. Batman throws him into the pool. He goes to get the key. He comes up with the key. Batman grabs the key. Jesus fucking Christ. Just just
1: end the episode. Just end the
0: episode. No, wait. Now we get two wrap-ups to this episode because they are just under the time. I just can't. We get the first wrap-up where Gordon and his men are taking Wormwood away. Batman has Yosek's office bugged, so the whole recording of Wormwood's like, confessing what he did is now on tape. Great, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. gives the key to Gordon. Then we get the good wrap-up. Yeah. We're in jail. I-, I don't know why we have this scene, too. Like, just end the episode. Gordon tells the imprisoned Wormwood that the Kyrian Emirates agent fingered him as the guy who was going to sell him the bonds. Fine, fine, fine. Gordon also delivers, I do like this, a package with a riddle. Confinement will speed your reform, but long, cold nights will be the norm. So here's the thing to keep you warm, which, by the way, is the best written riddle of the episode. Yes, yeah, written by Gordon. Written by Batman. Oh, Batman. Yeah, well, I don't think Gordon could write that. I I think I don't know. Maybe. No, Batman wrote it. He it's, does not it It's signed Batman. I, oh, you're right. It is signed Batman. Wormwood opens the package and reveals the cape and cowl. He's disgusted. He throws it to the floor. It lands in like a really cool way. Mm-hmm. It lands. The note flutters down on top of it, and then it kind of uncurls to reveal it's signed by the bat sigil.
1: Which good. Good work, Batman.
0: Pretty good. And that is it. Mike, what are your closing thoughts <laughs> yeah, on man. the cape and cowl conspiracy? It's all right. <laughs> it's fine. It's all
1: right. I mean, like there's definitely worse episodes i'd rather watch this than prophecy of doom oh, pro- i think prophecy is a little worse than this one. Oh yeah oh yeah
0: um we actually we we contend the prophecy may be the worst i think it's the worst yeah it i might think be. i
1: think Underdwellers and in the forgotten are better than prophecy of doom
0: i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know i really would not like to see any of those episodes again
1: i don't know <laughs> i get down to Underdwellers right now. We
0: might have to, like, throw, like, a bottom 10 party. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Just, yeah, like, just... where we, like, drink and watch the worst yeah, 10. Yeah, the
1: worst 10. I- I'm telling you right now, we watched that- watch the bottom 10 of this show. Underdwellers is going to fare a lot better than you thought.
0: But we're still not even up to, like, fucking bullshit, like, Tiger Tiger oh, and shit geez, like no, that. I like, know, we're, yeah. we're in for yeah. it. We got a couple of bad ones Terrible coming. trio. Like, there's oh, some fucking bad, bad ones coming yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, for me... The episode has great traps. Those sequences are good. It ultimately just doesn't have enough style. And Wormwood ends up being a disappointing villain. If they had built, like, uh, more episodes centered on him or invested in him him more as a character, I I might like him a little better. As it is, Budcourt is pretty cool as the character, Mm -hmm. and I enjoy the John Reese davies performance Mm -hmm. as the Baron slash Mm -hmm. the Batman is Baron, whatever, but... Mm -hmm. um, this episode just has too much filler and mm-hmm. the ending sucks. Yeah. Um. So it's pretty low. It's probably bottom 10 for me. Yeah. Uh, it's not bottom five, but it's it's in the lowest part of the ranking. Yeah, I,
1: would, I, I think so. That said, it's still not like an
0: outright bad no, episode. It's, it's just really not good. It's got some good sequences.
1: It's got some cool stuff, but ultimately it's just kind of like, meh.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't see myself like having the desire to. Mid. Yeah, it's, it's super mid, yeah. but like bad mid. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that is it for the Cape and Cal conspiracy. We have solved the Cape and Cal conspiracy. Well, there we go. We did it together, everyone. I'm very proud. Uh, of next this. week, Mike is going to be taking us through one of the series' best episodes. A very
1: good episode. Yes, I'm Robin's very excited. Robin's Reckoning, mm-hmm.
0: Part One. Part One. So I'm excited to talk. For mm-hmm. actually, for once, I'm excited to talk about Robin. Yeah, yeah. So that'll it's, be good.
1: It's a good. It's a good Robin episode.
0: Right, well, that's it for us today. So, uh, thank you for joining us. This was the Batman Tasticast from Mike Staub. I'm Jordan Hugh, or am I? I might actually be Batman in disguise. Look!
1: Wait! Oh. It was me all along! Oh no!
0: Thank you oh, and see you next time! What am I gonna do with all these bearer bonds? Same bat time. Same, just leave them where they are. <laughs> Same bat channel. <laughs>
1: And thank you for listening to the Batman Tasticast. If you want to continue to support the show, please feel free to find us on social media. You can search us out at Batman Tasticast, or you can leave a like or a subscribe or a comment or a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choosing because that helps the show be visible and us to meet more people out there just like you who like the show. So once again, thanks again for listening. Feel free to reach out to us, and we hope you have a great day, and we'll catch you next time.